If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody! This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. And Warchant TV, great to be with you. Happy Redemption Thursday. Gather around, kids. It's time to gamble. Well, for charity. And also for those that perhaps extracurricular and, uh, and the like. You know what it is. You know what it is. Come on in, everybody. Good to be with you as always. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew from afar. He's also locked in. And here we are on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. Thanks for uh, joining us as always. There it is, Troy. Right off the bat, man. He's even got the picture up. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas minus eight is free money, according to Henry. Everybody is ready to roll with opinions, wagers, and the like. Um, yeah. By the way, Sean, uh, I hope you and your wife feel better. Uh, I was guessing... Knock on wood right now, but uh, I was guessing that one of the crew would uh, end up likewise. Um, but, uh, I mean, when you're in New Orleans, you know, you're in New Orleans. You're in New Orleans. Well, I don't so. know what you're talking about. I didn't hang out with anybody. I didn't see <laughs> anybody. Uh, do you know that it has been, uh, well, well over 200 days uh, since we saw professional football, of course. 119 of those 200-plus, have been since the schedule was announced. So you've had time to formulate wagers, win totals, and the like. You've had uh, everything you needed, right? Everything you've needed, some time to formulate opinions before tonight's kickoff for the National Football League. And if you're wondering, the Rams are a home dog. You're defending Super Bowl champions, a home dog. Now, depending on the book... You're looking at Caesars, wherever you want to look. The Bills are your odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. So if you're going to be a home dog, it's not surprising that you might be a home dog to the team that uh, the experts think will win the Super Bowl. By the way, I think the Bills will win the Super Bowl. I agree with that pick. Now, it is a long year, and they play many games these days. I'm old enough to remember, Tom, a time where 14 game schedules existed. Not long after my youth, 16 became the thing, and now we're up to 17-game regular seasons. But we've had expanded playoff with wild cards that didn't exist in my youth oh, as yeah. well. you got a Monday so, night football wild card game now. Yeah, so you have a lot of weird things. 
the point is, if your franchise hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, it's harder now than ever before to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, I hate that for people in Cleveland, Buffalo that had the four opportunities there, should have been to the Super Bowl last year, if not for a cataclysmic choke uh, at the end there against Kansas City. But all, the, all those moments, right, all these things, it's tough now. It's tough. But I think that Buffalo team, that, they'll have to be hungry. i got to imagine pissed. The Bills should play angry every week. They have to feel like they were, I don't know, that's a running kick. That's a running kick to the boys. It sure is. I mean, in a way that I don't know that many of us have ever seen. A little poor situational management, and, uh, and then one of the best ju- players on the planet doesn't get to touch the ball in overtime. Yeah, just really nuts. So anyhow, that's all out there. We got we have a little bit of adjustments, uh, several adjustments to make in the world of college football, but this is a time, and I'll just say this because this is Redemption Thursday for people that are new to the show, is really revolves around um, gambling. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Thursdays, uh, but it's also insight into the matchups, into the games, and conversations about it, and all that. And I give my picks, and we bet that against chair for charitable purposes, uh, non-perishable food items, and the like. And you guys keep your tab. It's on the honor system, the whole deal. Um, and yes, I'll get into some FSU too. But it's bye week for FSU, so it makes it even easier for us the start of the NFL season. And then this week's slate uh, to kind of hyper focus and have as the central theme uh, games that we find perhaps intriguing this weekend. And uh, I think, by the way, tonight's game, the NFL game, I'm pumped. I love this game. I mean, if you're going to kick it off, this is the way to kick it off. And by the way, I have the Bills. I have the Bills on the money line just to win the game. I have a hard time getting up for Rams games, you know, even when they're good. You know, it's very strange you Probably say the it, uniforms. Tom. I think it's strange that you say it because I'll tell you something I concur. I hate the Rams. For no good reason. But, you know, the greatest show on turf, I'd watch them quicker than Back I'd watch this iteration of the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't have any axe to grind. Like there's In nothing, those days, we did. Yeah, but there's nothing. I don't. I hate that they changed their uniforms. You're right, because they were really good, and these new uniforms suck. Uh, but I don't know what it is. I don't. Maybe it's McVay. How can you be an explosive offense and be boring? I don't know what that is. I look forward to watching Cam Akers play, but he had a rough postseason when he came back, and Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers on the planet, yeah. and he's one of the first off the board in now, fantasy. Listen, and they've got a lot so. of guys that I like. A lot yeah. of guys on their team that I like. Yeah, Stafford's Aaron, easy to root for. Easy. Aaron Donald's a beast. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, he's as fun to watch do his job as anybody in the National Football League. But it's just a bleh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It would be like if the Cardinals won. You know, you're like, all right, opening night in Arizona. Here we go, Buffalo, Arizona. I'd feel maybe the exact same. Maybe it's geography. Maybe we're just that far away. But I can't put uh-huh. my finger on it either. I don't. If this was Seattle, I'd watch Seattle. If it was the 49ers, I'd watch well, the 49ers. Uh, th- this version of Seattle, I wouldn't want to watch. No, I'm, just, I'm talking about the team. location, all of it. Yeah. No, There's something about the Rams that's just, eh. Off-putting in a weird way. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is either, and I don't disagree with you. It's funny. I've said that before. Either way, they're playing tonight. They are defending champions. They are. It is a great game, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see the game. I do. I will say, I mean, if you're looking for marquee matchups and fantasy football and everything else, you got it tonight. I mean, you, this is this could be an incredible game. You've got some of the best defenders in all of football in this game. You've got uniquely talented offensive players. You have... A generational quarterback 
Uh, Josh Allen is on the cusp of becoming this thing that uh, I don't know that that anybody in the league will be able to measure up to. What a ride it's been because in the beginning of his career, we joked that, you know, he's a running first quarterback, well, a running only quarterback. He struggled and, for a stretch there. Right. And then he became just systematically, it was, there was no moment where you said, oh my God, it's Josh Allen. He just got better and better. And it was up to you to accept it or not. And now we all do. Well, that even happened in the midst of last season. Yeah. When they went through that stretch where they played really poorly and lost to Jacksonville, for Christ's sakes, Jacksonville, the butts. So they lose to the butts, which is almost impossible. Like you have to really try to lose to that team. They're that bad. And yet here was this Buffalo team, a juggernaut, and you're like, what? You guys, have, you're off the rails. And Josh was not playing great, and you, you began to wonder aloud what is happening. And then uh, all of a sudden, my man, light bulb goes off, and you go, well, I don't think there's anybody better. Nobody's playing better than that. I mean, a combination of uh, a howitzer for an arm. He's huge. He can really run. It's all there. It's all there. And then he played great on the road in the playoffs. Everything you would want. So he was clutch. You know, I mean, with, uh, quarterbacks, that phrase happens constantly, but it's true. Anyhow, welcome back, NFL. Got a couple games for you tonight. Uh, prize picks back on the show beginning that today. Are, Come yeah. on board, prize picks. Let's go. Prize picks has to love me. I'm going to love prize picks. I should be fabulously wealthy because of uh, prize picks. You guys need to pay me more uh, with all the efforts that I've made. Uh, to get your name out there. I think I'm personally responsible for prize picks even being a thing. People don't even know about prize picks. Now, Tom brokered the deal because he's an expert. But in terms of pub. Another thing, I don't know how that happened, but sure. In terms of pub, I mean, this guy right here is a walking billboard for prize picks. Now, I've made a lot of money gambling on prize picks, but they ought to just pay me to stop gambling against them. And throw wads of cash at me, and I'll tell everybody else to do what I was doing. Because it is great. I freaking love prize picks. We'll show you our picks in a little bit. I'm missing golf. God, every week I would just prize picks had to limber up before I stepped Isn't into the room. is this the BMW International? I'm PGA? watching it. I watched it this morning. Did yeah. you watch? No. It's a good course. How's the practice? Ah, screw that practice. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Good times. You ready for the picks? Yeah, Jordan looked good, folks. Just for the uh, Knowles out there. Uh, practice. Jordan looked good again. He's going to look great. He's going to look great. He's got command. We've seen it. We know. The story will be when he you does. You got tired of Jordan being good real fast. You should be uh, like, I can't believe I, it I, again. Not, I've already talked about it. He's got to play another game before we can go on and on and on. I mean, so he was going to practice. Uh, oh, good. What are we going to do? Every time he has a good practice, hey, another good practice. They better be good at you practice. celebrated. They're repping the same damn thing. You fell prostrate when he had a good practice saying, oh, my because God, it, I've seen it. And, it was so and now rare. We're tired of it. For a long time, it was rare. Now he did it in a game against an opposing team with real talent that didn't know what was coming and threw a ton of different looks at him. So he's got me. He's got me. Watching them rep the same damn things 150 times, you better make that throw. You've thrown it a thousand times. I want to see it in a game against good teams, and he did. So that's good. And also, Tate Rodemaker looks good every practice. Hey, Who cares? They're repping new stuff. What do you see the Malcolm Ray quarterback yeah. package? <laughs> it's a joke. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be and, Yeah, like, and if I let that out of the bag, you talk about getting blacklisted. Yeah, you would be, but if we were running Malcolm Ray quarterback. 99 would, dive. Uh, yeah, that is going to be a problem. All right, let's go. Here we go. You can flash them up on the screen. There's our boys from Metro Delhi to offer the cap to our friends there, who we also saw in New Orleans and had a good time with, Preservation Hall. Preservation Hall. Wasn't that something? 
One of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, I got choked up. I'm not even kidding. Watching them perform, the expertise, the the mu- musicianship, the 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 feeling, the sense of history, that venue, all of it. It was unreal, overwhelmingly it beautiful. Was. Within five notes, it was, you're just oh, oh, oh no, this get is, about it. That is... guy, oh, all of them. God, I, I've replayed it in my head time and again. But we were there with Rob from Metro Deli, and uh, doff of the cap to him. I don't see why not. Here are the picks. Let's go. So there's going to be an overreaction. I'm calling this overreaction Saturday, Tom. I'm going to coin the phrase. Nobody's ever used that Nobody's phrase Nobody's ever brought up overreactions from week one to week two. But I'm here to tell you guys there are a lot of overreactions from the results that happened week one on to week two. And that's where you, as a bettor and a growing expert in the game, can really make hay. Or we could be really wrong and come on here next week and say, whoops, looks like they do suck. (laughs) That's the gamble. That's how you play. So, look, were you surprised when you saw my pick of Louisville? You know, I haven't run down all 10, but when I did see the headliner, I said, well, well. He's banking on Louisville. Is this a hope pick? Are you hoping Louisville? Because you talked about it yesterday, how your disaster scenario is that Louisville is terrible in game two. So this is this is about your analysis that you believe no, Louisville I, might be uh, the better team in this game. Wrong team's favored? That is correct. Louisville is the better team here. And they did you see? I've got these numbers somewhere. i got to find where I put them. Good God, I'm disorganized. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. So Louisville did get blown out by Syracuse. Uh, and, and the problem is the amount of times they were inside Syracuse's 40 and didn't come away with anything. And I'm telling you that they, the, the success rate, generally speaking, uh, at finishing drives, uh, being inside your opponents 46 times and to only come away set with seven points total, is that's not going to continue to happen. I mean, they actually should have probably, been, at the very least, been in the game late. A um, couple other factors in there. But I, I think getting the six, that this is a close game. I, and I'm, I was surprised to get that number uh, I, it's a value pick. I actually think Louisville will win the game, but I don't need them to win the game. No, I, I sense that if you're going to take Louisville plus the points, you think the wrong team is favored. I do. Given what happened last week. Yeah, and I and let's just let's put it this way. Let's say I see that game because I kind of do as a toss up, as just a fifty fifty coin flip game. Well, you're going to take the six. So, and I really do. But the numbers that I was looking at studying this morning, I, I really felt. Pretty strongly that Louisville should have been at worst, maybe a three point underdog, a two point underdog, right. maybe. There's the JCSPR firm, and then there's the JCSPR company, right? Because the JCSPR <laughs> company is the power ratings, so your your own proprietary well, I, power ratings. Well, it's it's hard for me to say they're proprietary. I do utilize nine different things, and I steal from a lot of places and put them together, but in a proprietary way. <laughs> That's mine, yes. So I took the six. Uh, I like Army over UTSA getting two and a half. I like them to win the game. Oh. <laughs> I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> uh, I knew you'd like the Army pick, though. Run the ball, boys. Run the ball. UTSA, uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, Michigan State to blow Akron out. Akron has not been competitive uh against power five teams i mean not remotely competitive against power five teams some losses a year ago in the 60s so 
I feel pretty good about Michigan State steamrolling Akron here, and I'll give the 34-and-a-half. Wrong team's favored, Virginia-Illinois, guys. Wrong team's favored. I knew you would have a play on this game. I was looking at the slate and Mm -hmm. planning out my day, watching football on a Saturday, and I saw nothing much in the way of top-line billing, where you don't need to bet on it, you just want to watch it. Mm -hmm. I said, what would be an interesting game? Then I saw there's a lot of orange in the Virginia-Illinois football game, a lot of Navy, too, and I thought, you know what? I'll bet Jeff's got a play on it. You like that play. I can tell. You you gravitate towards that play. I can feel it all the way down yeah. in my plums. Yes, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I like it. Uh, Illinois is not a good team, and I think Arm, uh, excuse me, Virginia uh, will be able to move the football there, and, and I'll take that four and a half. I'll do it on the road. I, I think Illinois is going to be on the board every week with you. You've got feelings on Illinois. Well, they, 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 I pushed with them uh, last week, didn't I? I think it was three. Might have been a push, I, I yeah. Lost, uh, yeah, so I pushed with them last week. I didn't win with them, so, but I'm watching them. Two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you, fat Bielema. Virginia plus four and a half. Iowa, Iowa State's an overreaction. Iowa State, people love to laud their coach. Good God, do they fawn all over themselves For talking the about it. Hawk trophy. That's right. Well, he hadn't beaten Iowa in six straight years. He ain't going to beat him this week either. It's time for him to win the Cyhawk Trophy. So somebody's going to say, Jeff, uh, here's the deal. Iowa, two safeties and a field goal last week. They averaged less than three yards a carry. They have a terrible quarterback, and they do. And yet here I sit and tell you it won't matter. That's that's what that's the Lay ad. the three plus a hook? That's right. Lay the three and a half. Because Iowa has arguably the best defense in the Big Ten. It is beastly and fun to watch play. Iowa State won't score. Give me the three and a half. Also, Iowa team last week that featured several trips into the red zone that they squandered away because of their sorry-ass quarterback who has been sorry for some time. It's hard to watch him play. But... I just need him to do enough to score 14 points, and they'll cover the three and a half. 14, and they're covering, buddy. Minus three and a half. Uh, Tulsa minus six versus. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Even. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Oh, you guys, you guys, that's good. Uh, I'll give more reasons on this later. I got to get through this first segment without it being an hour. I'll come back on some of these. I like Oklahoma State to do whatever they want to Arizona State. I know that that final score last week was crazy. What was that, 58-44, something like that? At one point, they were up 44-10, to guys. Don't concern yourself with this. Oklahoma State's going to score a lot of points. Arizona State's coached by Herm Edwards, who's incompetent and senile. Alabama minus 20 against Texas. I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to get Alabama and only lay 20. Texas was terrible, terrible last year. They're not going to be appreciably better this year. Alabama, minus 20. Hey, I I like to watch Texas uh, at running back like everybody else. Robinson's a nice player. Good luck running against Alabama. And when that doesn't work, the ass kicking's coming. Vikings plus a point and a half. I like the Vikings as a sleeper team this season. It's an interesting team this year. I like them. It's It's all about the defense. Yeah, they've got to replace some players at multiple levels. Well, they were terrible every defense. So if they're better, if they're better, and I think they will be, it's the whole key. They've done some good work on the offensive line the last Mm -hmm. couple drafts. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I've got Dalvin, by the way. I drafted him. I got Dalvin. Come on, Dalvin. 
Screw the Packers, too. Uh, Saints minus five and a half against the Falcons. The Fighting Jameis is going to pace the Falcons, as will most teams. That feels like a Vegas special. I Just like last week's Louisville line did with Syracuse, you're saying this is too good to be true. How is it only five and a half? You know, it's weird um, that we have a prize picks bet, you and I both do, and we'll we'll bring this out here later. I don't know what they're looking at. I, I don't know if it's a lack. I, I'm sure it's a lack of trust for Jameis. I don't know if it's a lack of trust for Jameis and the weaponry in their mind. Um, but I the foul, it could be that it's an NFC South game, and a lot of those games end up closer than they need to be, even on paper, where one team looks to be much better than the other. But divisional rivals tend to play close games. Um, I mean, how many times have we been in a situation with the Bucks where you're going into the fourth quarter and you're up seven? You're like, this Falcons team's terrible. What are we doing? Now they usually you go on and win the or game. Or the Panthers. Yeah, or, happens all. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's just a, it's a five weird, win Saints team. Yeah, happens all the time. So I get maybe that's why the number is that. Uh, but I like it. I like it. So there are the wagers. We'll vet them a little bit more later. Uh, prize picks, yeah, Garrett, you're right. I I have just been incredible when it comes to golf prize picks. But I, there, there were no golf prize picks to have. Oh, look at all look that at money this. raining down. Look at that oh, money raining down. Got a new wrinkle. I like it. Well done, Director Matthew. Let's go. Uh, but the yeah, the golf picks are great. But we we're, we're, we're right now. I didn't bet anything on the BMW. Chef Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Find what I was looking for. Misplaced. And it was this. So, the game that I was looking for with Louisville, Tom, last week, and here's another reason that just uh, getting the points there, it was too good to pass up. Louisville was inside the Syracuse 40 yard line five times last week and came away with a grand total of seven points. If you look at Syracuse, they were inside the 45 times against Louisville and came away with 24 points. There's your game. Is Louisville's kicker trash? What's going on there? It's it's weird to watch. Um, everything that went wrong or everything that could go wrong did go wrong for Louisville last week inside the, the 40. And he didn't have, Malik Cunningham didn't have a great game. But if you go back to a larger sample size than week one of the season last year, he graded out exceptionally well. If you look at adjusted completion percentage, it's almost 70%, which shows vast improvement from where he was when he first started out. Um, if you look at his PFF passing grade, it's 83. It's not bad at all. Um, he averages almost nine yards per attempt, so he's throwing the ball down the field more. Really, and you go back through, his run grade is over 90, so when he scrambles, he's incredibly effective. And he led all FBS quarterbacks with 20 rushing touchdowns um, last year, and over 1,100 yards rushing. So there's a lot of things about him that make him a really good college quarterback, make him extremely difficult. We've seen it. We've watched it up close and personal. Multiple person. years of it, yeah. And uh, even though a lot of the defenders this year have seen Malik Cunningham before, I think it was invaluable to go against Jaden Daniels in week one, game two of the season, just to prepare and get used to the yeah. speed again. Because when you go against Jordan Travis in practice, of course he's fast, but he's not live. So it's not the same thing as finishing a play with somebody who is that sturdy. And that was another thing that I was impressed with Daniels 
is that he was hard to bring to the ground, not just to catch, but then when you did get your hands on him, he's strong. So it was very good preparation for this upcoming game, plus their prior year's experiences. The other reason for the Louisville pick, a couple of you asked about that as well, but um, you know, Plumley is the quarterback for the Knights. He's the new quarterback, and he came over from Ole Miss. And um, remember him coming out of high school? A lot of people wanted him. Um, but he's averaging, since going back to 2019, less than uh, 6.2 yards per attempt. Uh, his passing grade is terrible. It's uh, 60 or below is what I think I read this morning. Not good. This game is a fact-finding mission about how bad Louisville's defense is. It is. Right? I mean, yeah, I, I, independent of the Malik Cunningham conversation, we believe that the best of him is going to translate at some point, probably next week at home for their home opener against us. But can you just run up and down the field on this defense consistently? Because when Syracuse, you're talking about that, inside the 40 doesn't guarantee you points. No. You, you, there's uh, a higher cashed, likelihood yeah, of they, points. They cashed it in. There's 24? No yeah, uh, well, four possessions? Well, no. I mean, it's it's an, a phenomenal rate, but it's not sustainable. And right. Or unless, is it against Louisville's unless defense? Unless Louisville's defense is trash. So this is a fact-finding mission. I can lose the bet. If we find out Louisville's defense is awful, just objectively awful, then, we, then we've learned something we wanted to learn. I'll lose the bet because of it, and I'll like, well, maybe not. Maybe it not. could be a shootout. I, yeah. Listen, UCF last year allowed – they were 118th in rushing explosiveness allowed. They gave up big plays all the time on the ground. You have a quarterback that is one of the best at running the football – I, I just got to believe this marriage seems logical. Just looked up the total for that game. It's only 61 and a half. That feels low if both defenses are bad. Or Malik Cunningham is good offense and Louisville is bad defense. Right. 61 and a half feels a little bit light there. So there you go. You're welcome. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe I found an angle. It's a Friday night game. You always want an angle. There's the. <laughs> you got to find angles. I was reading uh, an ACC Network stat about Virginia. I put this into my show prep today. Um, and I was looking at what Virginia brought back on offense. And I, it, it's interesting because I'm, Armstrong, obviously, is the one name that people know on offense for Virginia. And he's lauded in a way that's a little uncomfortable for me. I mean, people talk about him like he's like the best player in the league and we got to slow our roll. But he got all three of his top targets back. They combined for 209 catches and nearly 3,000 yards and 16 touchdowns last year. And their offensive PFF grade receiver with those three guys back this year is 80. They're, they, they're a problem I on offense. working. So the power ratings are really leaning on PFF early in the season before you've got new data. Collective units returning. Mm -hmm. I like to look at TARP, and when you look at those numbers, you can find all right, who's an experienced team early right. in the season who's worked together? You know that you want. They that. have, but the philosophy in the offense is different because they've had a coaching change. But you're right. It, well, it, they're it, not going to dial that back. They were successful yeah. last year on offense. They were, they're not. They new, nobody's going to come in and be like, let's just undo all that <laughs> offensive success <laughs> yeah. we yep. had. So that you know, that's. I, I, again, I want to continue to find. Um, I mean, Illinois allowed almost four and a half yards per play to Wyoming and Indiana. And the two games combined to start the year, um, which is impressive. So it could be that they're very good on defense, and that slows everything down. I mean, let's find out. Another fact-finding mission. Uh, mission. Mission. I was going to say missive, but it's not a missive. It's a mission. It could be. You never yeah. know. But uh, th these early season games, if you're just – there's a lot – one of the things I like about 
Redemption Thursday and about having fun with numbers and gambling isn't so much because I get that a lot of people will be like, okay, look, but I don't like to gamble. You don't have to like to gamble to like these this show, this particular version of the show where we go hard into the numbers and gambling. Because you may just be in a, a friendly pick and pool with your, your buddies where no money changes hands. It's just pride. It just may be that you want to find certain games that you think are going to be intriguing matchups based on a, a contrast of styles. could be a lot of things. Well, and also, as we get better, learning what other teams are is a good thing because, you know, we're vying for either rankings against these teams right. or, if you'll notice as well, in these games, there's usually an ACC lean. There's usually more ACC games than you'd find anywhere else in the country because we watch a ton of the ACC. Right. So we know what the plays are going to look like. Yeah, so it's 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 just fun for a lot of reasons. And then the more you learn also about the NFL. Now, the NFL is a tough place to make a living with the numbers. I, I don't – Tonight's game is a no touchy. Well, I'm taking the Bills. So. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, You're I laying the points, taking the Bills? Uh, I took them on the money line to win hey, the game. Hey, did our super contest happen this year? I haven't seen it. The usual one we do every week. Oh, thank God! I have to reach started. out. Yeah, but yeah. And I'm in another one that I forgot I was in. I've got to. Oh, you're uh, welcome. No, oh, yeah, you, I'm here for. Yeah, you just reminded me. Damn it! I got to get those picks in. <laughs> you can spread yourself thin during football season, Tommy. You know how it works. You and I were just in a draft last night, and yes. we were like, "Oh, we were in this." I forgot about that. That's funny. I thought you were starting a live read. We said you could spread your. It just no, sounded like the beginning. No, too. no, 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 no. Uh, it was just a reminder. But that's why you go to Orange Theory Fitness. <laughs> it is why you go to Orange Theory Fitness. Good job. You're going to need more energy. You're going to need more alive. This is building a script on the fly, folks. Don't try it. You're going to need to be clear-headed, sound of mind, and feeling alive. And that's what Orange Theory Fitness provides. Midtown, also Northside. First class, always free. Get a month free if you just buy the watch that keeps rate, uh, the heart rate monitor, as they call it. I call it the watch. <laughs> just go ahead and put that puppy on. You get it for a month free. Breaking news. Keith Richards has outlasted the queen. Not a shock. Uh, that was a dead heat for a while. Uh, bad pun. Yeah. Sorry. No, Keith Richards has had his blood replaced. Keith Richards uh, seems impenetrable by death. I don't know. He's just fight. He's fighting it off. I think he survived the 1918 Spanish flu in addition to the most current yeah, That pandemic. was before he got addicted to heroin for yeah. a good 25-year stretch. But, uh, yeah, so the queen's dead. Um, I don't care about the queen. But she's dead. That's uh, that's an announcement. Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Somewhere up a New York way where the people are so gay twisting the, the night away good old Sam that would have been something see him in concert back in the day man I would have loved it there's a lot of live Sam Cook that you can find I'm telling you the closest uh, I've ever heard to Sam Cook was just at a random diner uh, looking bar called the Skylark Lounge in Austin Texas six years ago dude was killing it huh and he has not ever emerged and it's just, I don't know why, but you need the break, and he never got well, it. Well, you do. And and I was in uh, Tempe, Arizona one time and heard a band that should have been huge. Uh, we used their bumper. Yes. So talented. And I remember thinking, uh, well, genre-wise, that will never be big, but they nailed 1950s honky-tonk better than anybody I've ever heard, and that guy's voice was perfect. He's probably dead in a ditch somewhere. Uh, I mean, you know, that's got to be infinitely frustrating <laughs> to be that good. 
to yeah. put that much time. Yeah, the band was called Austin Heat, and that dude was unreal. Clemson and Dabo have agreed on a $115 million contract. Now, I don't know if anybody's asked Dabo Sweeney how he thinks or what he feels about that. I know that on the backs of really good football players, he has now signed a 10-year extension to make $115 million. But it upsets him very deeply that they might make a couple hundred bucks a month in NIL. So I'm not sure if anybody's going to bring that up or if he's offered to share. In particular, the many bonuses he gets for, say, for example, winning the Atlantic, winning the ACC, going to the ACC championship game, making the college football playoff. Those are player-driven awards, right? Those players have to play the game and execute and win those games in order for him to get all of those bonuses. And there are a lot of bonuses in there. But God forbid they get a thousand dollars in NIL. Well, I don't know. They're the help at that point. You got to wait until later in there. Well, career. and you know, fair enough. He would he would point out they are. Did the help. you notice him on Monday calling plays? No, because he was. So it was towards the end of the first half. The offense was terrible, and DJ looked like DJ looked last year. Now he finished the half on a decent note. He did. But Dabo grabbed the Walmart sheet, like you know Andy Reid has, and is screaming into the microphone for I would say. Eight out of nine cutaways. And it wasn't idle talk. It was either he was calling the plays outright or he was vetoing what was being called or highly suggesting that something else different was dialed up. I found that very interesting early on in his new offensive coordinator's career that it's Dabo with the menu and micromanaging offensive plays. Good, good. Me too. I I agree. Good. I feel the same way. Good. The more he has to coach, the better. The more he's got to do the job of coaching as opposed to recruiting, the better. Because he's an elite recruiter. There's no getting around that. And for all of the kind of buffoonish behavior that he's exhibited over the years, the absurd, nonsensical babble that he's uh, professed at the microphone many an, a- many an afternoon, uh, he can really recruit. And he has successfully pulled the wool over the eyes of Biddy simply by espousing Christianity, I guess. I mean, that's kind of what he's done. Whatever the flavor is that he needs Whatever to. the flavor of the day is, he usually changes it up. Urban Meyer 101. Yeah. Urban Meyer invoked a dream. In which God told him. That Matt Elam. Matt Elam needed to play at Florida. Yeah. And then he called Matt Elam straight-faced and told him that. That, Matt, you don't really have a choice. Jesus Christ told me he needed to play at the <laughs> University of Florida. I mean... Literally. People mm-hmm. overuse that word, but that's what happened. That's what he said. And Dabo said, impressive. Yeah, I'll use it. I like this. Especially on the folks around here. This will work yeah. really well. So uh, he does, quote-unquote, appreciate the support from the Board of Trustees and the President. I would think. I would think. That's a lot of money. Good for him. And we'll see how well this goes. Uh if Clemson fires Dabo Sweeney without cause, it would owe him $64 million in 2022. Now, he's not going to get fired this year. So what would they owe him in, say, 2023? $60 million. What would they owe him, say, two years from now when the plane is on the way to the side of the mountain? 2024, 2025, either one of those years, Tom. Let's just see how long it takes to unravel. They do have good players, so we'll see. 
$57 million. And by 2026, also over $50 million. Your agent, who happens to be the agent seemingly of every college football coach, certainly in the South, is a genius. I would, starting today, if I were Dabo Sweeney, do whatever I could to be fired. I mean, can you imagine? No. So everybody thought it was hilarious yesterday. Speak your mind then, Dabo. Speak your mind. <laughs> Please, keep talking. So Ed Orgeron, at a booster club type meeting, was funny, in which he was told, basically, he gave you a behind-the-scenes look of the end of his time at LSU when it had gone to hell in a handbasket. Culture was blown to bits. He was accused of many things, none of which are scrupulous. But my man was called into the office, and he was told, we owe you $17.5 million, Ed, and we plan on paying you. And he said, show me which door, brother, and how fast do I need to be out of it? On this show over the years, I've documented the many kiss-my-ass-on-main-street moments that coaches are fortunate enough to, uh, to bathe in, to have the opportunity to be fired with years left on the contract, and you get to, I don't know, live the rest of your life stress-free if you so choose. If at 46 years old you've had enough success to have one of these type contracts come your way, and something does go south and you are to be fired, I have always said it is the moment then that I would engage in my kiss my ass on Main Street moment and take my pants down as I ran out that door in grand celebration of the life I'm about to live on the golf course or the beach or traveling throughout Europe or whatever the hell else I want to do now that I have $20 million to not work, to just go away. But it is dwarfed today by this Clemson deal in which Dabo Sweeney would be given $64 million if things go south starting tomorrow. $60 million each of the next few years if things go south in 2023, 24, 25. And over $50 million if they go south in 2026. Sir, stressing, uh, stressing sir, I have to say, this is a very difficult job. You've ascended the top of the mountain. You've won national championships. You've taken Clemson to a place they had never been before and changed forever their reputation. You deserve credit for that. Some of it is shaky, but you've done it. There's no more things to prove. Your reputation can only go south. It's time. And farther south. It's time. Into the deep south. I would think if you're him, sir, accidentally forget... On a day you're wearing boxers to zip up your pants while on the sideline. It's always with the pants. It's the quickest way to get fired. <laughs> it's the quickest way to get fired. And then rehired by ESPN immediately yes! for the exact same amount of money. Oh, well, you could always just ignore your fellow coaches beating the bejesus out of their wives. You'll get a lot of opportunities. Dabo Rupert Murdoch, I, you know, I'm, I'm calling this one in. I'm telling the sports department, we can't wait to have you. You can't wait to get that next job just for ignoring abhorrent, barbarous behavior. It's all around us. There's abhorrent, barbarous behavior almost everywhere. Certainly you can just ignore it blatantly despite myriad emails telling you, documenting of these moments. All you got to do is ignore it. Don't worry, you'll get a job. Just like that. 
not only in the booth, but wait a few years after you visit your family a little bit more, you'll get another job on the sidelines of a high-profile gig worth millions and millions of dollars. It's not hard. It's a wonderful, I would say, merry-go-round to exist on. You just can't be, I don't know, guilty perhaps of the abuse yourself. Then again, then it's a maybe. Then you can visit your grandkids at your bar in Ohio and fondle a twenty-three-year-old on Mm -hmm. camera. Without you just wanted to take pictures. Mm. But you can get that. You'll get that job back. Pictures. Get another job. It's all right. All the picture taking and fondling didn't seem while visiting the grandkids while the team flies back. (laughs) Came to me at the dinner table. Just wanted to take pictures. Just wanted to take pictures. That's a lot of money. Uh, so they have hitched the wagon, and it would be hard not to. I would think if you are Clemson, you really didn't have much of a choice. We'll see uh, if he sees the end of this contract. My guess would be no, but not because of incompetence. He'll stockpile town. He can recruit. What this means, though, is that there was a tantrum between last week and this week, a tantrum thrown in his office, maybe some tears, some Dabo tears. We know how they taste, very salty, because Nick Saban was extended last week. And that meant that the Alabama dream is over unless Dabo can call in a hit on Nick Saban, successfully not have it tied back to him, (laughs) and then he can go to Tuscaloosa and take that job. But there's no way he agrees to this extension if Nick had not agreed to an extension. That is, I'm stuck. Jimmy, you're telling me I'm stuck. All right. I guess God doesn't love me. (laughs) The... uh... Yeah, the extent to which coaches go and the and I don't know, the 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 way that we've been able to successfully um kind of watch from afar uh agents manipulate university presidents and athletic directors is really is crazy in the lifetime of this show or even going back further to when we were students, like it, it has gone from a place where I remember the outrage, even over Steve Spurrier's contract, which was a million dollars when he became the the millionaire coach. People couldn't believe it. Uh, and then obviously we just watched everything soar from there. And it was uh, Will Muschamp. Well, but I mean, million you, dollar coordinator. Yeah, coordinators when coordinators. And I remember thinking, man, Mickey Andrews, for the dominance that he has been a part of. Oh, I remember when he was basically on a, a one year deal and then a two year deal that kind of rolled over. But I remember, I remember when those numbered in the what two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. He would never have stayed here in this era. The money would have been too great to go take a head coaching gig somewhere else. It would have been too much. Brent finally said no to Clemson. There's your example. Yeah. The, At some point, Mickey would have gone. You you would think. You would think. Uh, yeah. I, I, there is something to I, – I, there are coordinators that I've met, and I'm not saying Mickey's one, but there are coordinators that I've met who have said, I don't want the headache. I don't. I don't want to be a head coach. I don't want to deal with that. I don't. I. I know my role. I'm not saying Mickey's that guy. No, but I'm just we've heard, I've met coaches like that. We've heard Brent say that on the record and apparently behind the scenes as well. That no man, it's just there's way too much. And then his number was met. He's well. I mean, you know, if you're gonna keep coming back to the table, even if I fail at this thing, I'll go back to being a coordinator and doing what I did, but a whole lot richer for it. So Oklahoma, I'm coming. Yeah, no, no doubt that if you are offered uh, $30, $40, 50000000 million, it's an awfully difficult thing to pass over. And, uh, and, and you could know that you're going to hate it and just work your butt off in earnest for a few years and get paid when you're fired. But it, it is weird, though. That these guys all have a ton of pride, and you do want to win. At some point, you've made a ton of money. Dabo's made a lot of money. It's not like his life changes that much uh, with this contract. It's just like Nick. 
you know, every time Nick's contract gets renewed and extended and raised, I mean, his life's not changing that much. You reach a place. Nick has no idea how much money he's made in his Well, career. and I and I have said this, and I said it about Jimbo Fisher in talking with him over the many years that I interviewed him, and we now know that he's made, what, $75 million and whatever the new contract was and all of that, right? That there's a guy, I mean, it, it, it changed a little bit when, when with the medical situation for his son. I, admittedly, maybe then you would motivation be. Motivation does yeah, arise. Well, maybe yeah. then you would be. Monetary motivation. Yeah, maybe you would be uh, very aware of the numbers because of, of what would, may be necessary down the line. But, but a lot of these guys, it's just a matter of not having to think about that part of their life. And they can really pour that because they're so competitive anyhow. You would never get into this industry as a coach if you wanted balance in your life because there is none. There's no balance in your life. You have to have an incredibly understanding wife. And then even then, let's say you do. Let's say you have a wife that uh, you met, fell in love with, and over the course of time as your career built up, you were able to say, now look, you understand during during the year – I. I I'm a part-time guy. You well, know, it's tough to do. N- not even college football season. You can't say that not anymore. anymore with recruiting. But where it changes, where it gets tough, I would think, and this is where I always think the crisis of confidence would really, or conscience would change, is uh, when you have kids. It's easy to ignore your wife. It's tough to ignore your kids. <laughs> Hour two.